1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment! Yay! Yay! And we're back in Pennsylvania. And before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man-about-town co-star, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Hey, everybody! I was just trying to pick Jimmy's nose, he said don't do that. What? I guess it's not a good image to pick his nose on TV. Not
1: really. Yeah, I don't like but, that.
2: But it's a human function, picking noses.
1: That's fine. We, we just all don't pick do it on camera. We- you ever see people
2: in the car, why does everybody picks their nose while they're driving? Then they roll down the window and they
1: flick <laughs> it out. <laughs>
2: the, the, the rock not out and it hits your windshield. Actually, a
1: lot of times I see people like 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 licking their finger afterwards. Go away. <laughs>
2: I once went when I went. I once went to school. Right when I was a kid in school, there was this boy that used to always have snots drooling out of his nose, and he would lick his snots with his tongue. Eventually, he had a, like a lip that was all broken uh, you know, because of the cold weather. You know, chapped his upper lip, and the snots got like melted into his cracks and his lip, and then he'd slurp to suck it out. Of that is crack. really disgusting. Quite gross.
1: Oh, anyway, he hungry. grew up to be.
2: Uh, president clinton
1: <laughs> not really not really so what's up mr chad murphy our man behind the boards?
3: what's going on fellas ron eat your own boogers what's going on hey, chat did, room did you
1: say man be
2: behind the broads or the boards both. boards because he's cute enough to go behind the board That's the broads true. i work and in I got both. those broads would jump all over you chad you're so faithful to your girlfriend look at all the fun you're losing out on
1: Hey. That's not true. How do you know what he's you, losing? Well, he's
2: young. He should be, you know, sowing his oats, as they say, not with one person. He should be out there with that <laughs> cute face what and are that you body. You're
1: Mr. Like, I have to be married. <laughs> Shut up, Jimmy. Uh, Chad's got funny. the
2: body of a Hercules, he's got the gorgeous body, he's a gorgeous face. He's a sweetheart of a guy. Ladies, I'm sorry, but he's taken.
3: Thanks, Ron, the for good the good advice. The I'm very happy with
1: Heather. Very happy. No, but it's true, Chad. You're good looking. All all the uh, good ones are taken. And Heather's good looking, and together they're I've never met. I've never met Heather. Next time we go to Florida, we'll work it out. We get to go I'm never going back to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's not coming back?
2: I had the most miserable trip, (laughs) the most miserable time. It rained every single day. You betcha. We didn't get one day of sunshine. Not one? And, you know, the pool where Jimmy's dad lives has a big sign alongside the pool with all the laws of the pool. No children, no toys, no anything. And then suddenly it says, if you have diarrhea, please don't use the pool. It
0: does not say that.
2: (laughs) Well, I stood on water. I walked to get out of there because they're all old people. And I guess old people get diarrhea in the pool. Not a pretty sight. So I'll never go in that pool again. (laughs) Oh, but I did lovely. stay, I, you know. And then this dad doesn't want air conditioning. His dad was in pajamas with a wool ski hat, and Jimmy was sweating, and his dad said, "I'm freezing." <laughs> so I said, uh, Chef Kim Namoli invited me to stay at her beautiful home on the ocean in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So I accepted. And I had three of the most beautiful days. She made a dinner to faint from. It was chicken kachatata. And then she made a wonderful tiramisu. So Jimmy and I gained about 40 pounds. But we, we were very happy. And the dinner party was lovely. Uh, some of our very nicest friends was there. Joe Ensenada. Ensenada. No, not Ensenada. That's a place in Mexico. Joe, Joe, as a, I can't think of his name, he played for the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. He's a New York Yankee baseball. And he worked
1: player. for, and he also worked on that show, Rudy Tootie Tin. Rudy Kazutti. Rudy Kazutti. But
2: he won the. Not, I always say, first time I met him, I was with Jane Russell, and I'm sitting there talking to Jane, and somebody said he's with the New York Yankees. I said, oh, let me see. You have the ring on. He said, yes, this is the World Series ring. And I turned to Jane and I said. Yeah, he, he won the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody at the table started to laugh. But I meant it. I went like he won the thing, whatever it's called. I said, Oh, yeah, Joe won the Oscar for the Yankees. Anyway, Joe Ensign, what the hell is his Anunziata. name? Annunziata. Anunziata. Thank you so much. Joe Annunziata. Look him up. Great Yankees uh, Hall of Fame fella. And then we had our dear, dear friend who's, who just left for Croatia, um, Milan. Milan is incredibly fabulous. Interesting
1: Lauderdale Film Festival. Yeah,
2: interesting fella. He's been all over Beverly Hills. He knows every celebrity to know. He's friends with the entire world. Uh, just an interesting group of people at her dinner party. It was really lovely.
1: And now we're back. In Pennsylvania.
2: Yes, waiting to be invited to her beautiful mansion in Geneva. She's got a home up there you could drop dead from on a lake. It was built in nineteen thirty six and it looks like Carrie Grant or Captain Hepburn should have lived in it. It's that sort of a home. I'm taking pictures and I'll be posting it. So Chef Kim is a doll. I love her. She's been my friend for many years. And boy oh boy, kids, can she cook? There you go. Go to her webpage.
1: Get some of our recipes. Galleychef.org, I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we got to move forward with the chat room. What's up, chat room, everybody? Hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show. Stars now. Dave Hughes, Iris Ginger, Rebel Valley, everybody in the chat room. Hello, hello, hello. Chad, how was your weekend?
3: It was awesome. I don't know. I guess I wasn't in the same part of
1: Florida as Ron. No, uh, we left on, we left. No, the like, day we left, it was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, the, we left on Saturday and it was like, uh, when we left on Saturday, it was a beautiful day, but Friday was really bad. As I looked bad.
2: out the airplane window, I started cursing. I said, why couldn't we be down instead of up here? Right. And as, I was happy soon, to get As soon home. as
3: y'all left, you know, the sun came out, the blue came back into the skies. We went out on the boat for about five or six hours, got a nice little color. Oh, it was great. We had a great weekend. Hey, what kind know. of boat do you have? Uh it's basically I think uh I think the name of it was Freedom Boat Club and they're in Palm Beach and uh oh. and the pipe oh. ma- the pipe man is hooked up. So
2: you're your Dean invited us on. Right. I'm afraid Dean is gonna push me overboard.
3: He might. He might. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> you're smart. I'm I'm yeah. better
2: than him on radio and he can't deal with it.
3: That would be great and to I, see a one on one between you two.
2: He'll kill anybody that's better than him or equal <laughs> to him, you know. Dean is a savage. <laughs>
1: he is. Listen to that. We should we should wait,
3: hang on, is Dean there? he is he's in the other room oh tell him what i said <laughs> he'll listen to it eventually I, I, you know what you're gonna invite I, him on your show if you i uh, love dean him. dean is a cool dude he's he a nice fella
2: and when <laughs> i make fun of him and tease him it's just teasing it's new york style that's sure what we is. do dean and i have a special
1: rapport you're good there at you it. go all right <clears throat> so um oh, nobody called in yet though right chad no callers Okay, good. All right, so so tell us a little bit,
2: Jimmy, about the party we're going to tonight. I, I have no idea where he's dragging me. We're going to downtown <laughs> Philly.
1: I forgot where, like an art center for Singledom the series. It's S-I-N-G-L-E-D-M series. It's at Singledom Series on Twitter and it's SingledomSeries.com. And it's some kind of like a bunch of single people like new comedy show.
2: Sounds like I don't really fun. I don't
1: really know too much about it. I know that in, in the last episode, uh, the girls that are in the series are going to be in the car listening to the Jimmy Star Show.
2: Great. And I have a new drink for everybody. Okay, you ready for this? What does it have to do with Singledom Series? i am got yeah. on a to oh. drink a little, Jim. <laughs> Just because you're a Puritan Quaker doesn't mean I have to be one. Uh. Now, here's the drink. Sky Vodka with honey. Did you believe that? And I use Pratt's honey because it's the finest honey in the United States of America. It's go. made with, by bees that live in South Florida. They're happy bees because they They're do happy. Well, they shop. At, <laughs> they shop at Gucci's and they do all the things that South Floridians do. They wear designer clothes. They are fabulous jewelry. These beads are these beads. These bees <laughs> are exceptional. Now, seriously, all kidding around. If you want to really taste fabulous honey, go get Bradley's Backyard Honey.
1: Follow us on Facebook. It's Bradley's Backyard Honey, or on Twitter at Backyard Honey TV. But have you any idea? put a little pineapple, by the way,
2: a drop of pineapple with some honey in a vodka. My God, is it good?
1: And you can get Bradley's backyard honey in uh, in the South Florida area at Polar Bakery or at Amici Market on Palm Beach, or you can get it at the O-Spa, which used to be the Rich Carlton on South Palm Beach, or John G's uh, restaurant, also on Palm Beach. And coming to a
2: store near you soon. Hey Jimmy, do we have a party tonight?
1: No. Why? I want
2: to do honey martinis. <laughs> I love it. The pineapple juice with the honey in the booze. I mean, you could get loaded quickly because it's so delicious you drink it like a punch drink. So you can like three or four or five or six of those and
1: listen to him, Chad. Three or four or five well, or six. Even a dull party gets better. Anyway, that's Bradley's Backyard Honey. There you go. Loving it, loving it. Also, we're gonna have we got two two great guests, you guys. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's uh Jean Brassard. He's a uh, He's French Canadian, I guess. He's a cool actor. He's actually got a role in that new movie that's a hit right now out called *The Fault in Our Stars*. He's also a singer, a voiceover actor, and then we have Bill Mummy, which I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his last name either. And uh, Mummy, he, he played Will Robinson in *Lost in Space* in the original *Lost in Space*. He was also had a main role in uh, *The Twilight Zone*, and for five years he was on *Babylon 5*, which is a, a cool show. And he's got a new TV series come out, um, so it should be a lot of fun. And we've got great new music.
2: And for those of you who are looking at my shirt, fainting and wanting it, it's a Jimmy Star. And it's a Jimmy Star spring shirt or summer shirt. He did it in Sea Flowers, as you can see here, and a beautiful green and white plaid. I'm wearing it to the party tonight. I guarantee there'll be a few people that'll want one. Well, they can't have this one because Jimmy does one-of-a-kind, made in America, which is two of the reasons why everybody's buying Jimmy Star clothing. Um, he's really skyrocketing into the upper echelons of designers. And all so, you got to do
1: to get I'm it— I'm not
2: finished. Don't stop okay. on my lines. I'm going to punch you. Okay. Stop it. Stop oh, it. It's so annoying. I'm so—he's crying. He's got to jump on I my line. I was going to tell people where to go get it. But wait a minute. Let me finish the pitch. Okay. When you wear a Jimmy Star. No one else has it. It's the one of a kind. So if you go to a party, you don't have to worry about looking like an identical person. So get yourself a Jimmy Star, anything. Go on to
1: eBay. Just plug in Jimmy Star brand on eBay. I have three separate accounts. You can uh, buy them all up there. You have lots of pictures of all the different shirts. They're up for great prices, and we ship almost worldwide unless you're in like a really fun
2: country. And if you want to send some positive energy at about 3.30, send it to our co-host, Deidre Zarego. She's auditioning for a television series right now, playing a detective. Let's hope she gets it. Then you can see her weekly on a TV show. I'm not permitted to give the name. But if it happens and they start to shoot it, then we will let you know. It's for television, you know, major television. So let's all say, yay, Deidre, girl. Get that part. We want to see you on TV.
1: Yay, Deirdre, go, go. Get that part. We want to see you on TV. How is that?
2: So original, Jimmy. where Would you ever <laughs> think that up?
1: <laughs> anyway, folkies, we're
2: going to have a fun show. The guy, the French-Canadian, I'm dying to ask him, uh, does he know that everybody in America says that Canadians... Cheap people that work in restaurants say the lousy and people that you know sell real estate and stuff say they're the toughest to work with because they're cheap. So, I want to know is it true that French Canadians are cheap? I doubt it because I have a very dear friend in, in French Canada, and he's the you know, in he's French Canada. Well, for, 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 you know. <laughs> No, what I was going to say was the French section of Canada, which is Sherbrooke. His name—he's a wonderful. His name is Franz, and he's from Sherbrooke, and he and his wife are two of the loveliest people in the world. You know, I've got a story about that. They took me to a restaurant, and forgive me if I don't pronounce it correctly, but it's La Filets de Saint Michel, which is the Cliffs of Saint Michael. And they don't like to speak English up there, so I tried with my French. And I'm talking to the waiter and I said, Je veux une plot. Now plot in French is a very nasty word. It means a woman's you know what, lower level. And they went hysterical to table because I said I wanted something on a woman's you know what. So don't don't ever use the word plot, because plot is not plate.
1: Boring. Let's move on. This stinks. Oh, that's funny. So, we want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat room. Cindy Lady Lake just joined the chat room. She's at Lady Lake Music. She's a phenomenal music promoter. Follow her on Twitter. Um, I got a couple cool announcements. Um, number one, uh, last week we were talking about Dave Tolliver and his single Home. We're going to play it for you guys later. It charted number four on the Billboard Hot Singles chart. Yeah 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 yeah! Congratulations, congratulations to Dave Tolliver and his single home. We're gonna play for you guys later today. Um, I also want to give another shout out because uh, the Spectra Music Group, who's a sponsor of the Jimmy Star Show, uh, signed two more great artists. One of them is the multi-platinum-selling group H-Town, uh, whose new single uh, "Green Light" is going to be coming out in August. And we also signed former boy bander from Dream Street and and Disney star uh, Chris Truesdale. We'll be coming out with a new single probably sometime uh, in a few months from now, but we want to welcome both to the Spectrum Music Group and and just excited to have all of them with us because like the roster is incredible, it's fun, and we definitely have the best music out and available.
2: And the gal that was on last week, the guitarist who plays Kalina like... Melina she- Moy. Oh, my God. I still haven't gotten over her. I'm still shaking from her. Does she not sound like Hendrix when she hits that guitar? What a body. What a sensational girl. And so sweet we loved her on this show. We're going to invite her back in the near future. Actually,
1: everybody loved her. Oh, she's fabulous. She was good-looking and she could play the music. She I could. mean, can she wang, 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 that guitar? Yeah. Wow. She was great. How do you do that?
2: Wang, 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 wang. Anyway, we always have great guests on our show. We've never been disappointed yet and we have new stars coming up. Here's what happened. I'll give you, I'll let you in on a secret. Excuse me. I have a book. It's my star book. In that book are the names and the personal phone numbers of all the great legends of Hollywood and many of today's stars who I know. I told Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm hiding my book because we were having work done in the house. Tell me where the book is when I look for it. Well, I've hidden the book and Jimmy doesn't know where it is. (laughs) Okay, So that's a lot of help he gave me. Now I don't have any of the phone numbers of of Shirley McLean, of Debbie Reynolds, of uh, even my Lainey Kazan. So now I'm saying to everybody out there, if you're listening, please call me and give me your numbers. It's, It's just a tragedy. It really is. What, what was I get? What was it, what was the point I was going for there? I wonder.
1: That you can't get any of your stars at the moment because of oh, right, your book. Right, right, right. But <laughs> uh, you know, Shirley McLean. I
2: have Shirley's private cell, which means I bypass managers. I don't deal with managers. Managers are the most corrupt people, and they destroy careers. Shirley just you know won't do that. So I, I could call her directly and say, Hey, Cheryl, you want to be on the show? I can't call her. I can't even call my buddy Laney, who's my dear friend. I don't have a number. So I emailed her though. She's going to send me her number.
1: There
2: you go. So you have to listen to me. Do backup on everything. Like I threw my phone away. because Jimmy gave me a brand new one for my birthday. I didn't know that the sky doesn't transfer everything from one phone to another. So I threw it in the garbage. And away it went. <laughs> with over a thousand pictures and, and a lot of important phone numbers. So backup, kids. I am backing up everything now. Absolutely. I've learned a lesson. A very costly lesson.
1: Yeah, like you can't like lose your shit. <laughs> no, well, you, t- you talk now because Dean says
2: I talk too much. Now watch the show go boring, everybody. Talk, Jimmy. Talk. It's not
1: gonna go boring. I'm just gonna I I'll, like start playing music and then I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> See what I mean? See what I mean? Dean
2: said, "You never shut up. You're always talking. Nobody else has a chance to talk." Well, that's why this show is number one. I hate to tell everybody, I make it fun and interesting. I hope. The rest of them are so technical. Jimmy does all that technical crap, and Dean never shuts up on the pipe man. Go in and listen to the pipe man. Two, two hours, <laughs> two hours of nonstop insanity. Who the hell understands him? Nobody knows what he's talking about. He just rattles on and on using very big words, like a pseudo intellectual. Like a, s- <laughs> I mean, he just goes on and on and on for two hours. In the chat
1: room, they're saying it is a talk show, so you're supposed to talk.
2: I know, but they all yell at me. Even my, even that. Deirdre person. That's going to be the new. You never TV
3: star. shut up, Ron. Hey, I got a guest on the line for you, Jimbo.
1: All right, let's take it. Is that the French one?
3: Maybe if you're lucky.
1: Oh God, I have to cruc- crucify this one. <laughs> Is he there yet? He's here. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Merci beaucoup. Hey. Bonjour. Bonjour. Okay. Can you please pronounce your name so I don't mess it up?
4: My name is Jean, Jean-Paul, Jean-Pierre, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jean Brassard. Yes!
1: Yeah! Oh, oui, je Jean Brassard, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Comment allez-vous? Yep. Je me Très bien, Ron. Avec vous, Ron? Yes. <laughs> uh, Volez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? What? Volez-vous <laughs> coucher uh, avec moi ce Je vais soir?
5: demander, je vais voir mon
2: calendrier. <laughs> That's all I know in French. <laughs> my, now you got uh, yeah, my, that means, do you that's want to fair. sleep with me? Not really an offer. That's all I know. <laughs> I know. I know that's, a, sorry, a, a, not a, a, a big offer to start with. a show with. How about Yeah, he said it's a great way to start a show. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you want to
1: sleep with me? You never know. Nice Listen, icebreaker. I, I brought up a subject before. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, not yet, not yet. Because we're introducing, well, we haven't finished everything that we need to do. So, so, so Jean Brassard, also give, say hello to our man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, Chad.
3: Jean, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate being with you guys this afternoon. Yeah,
1: and then we have a chat room full of people, so give a shout out to the chat room.
4: Hello, chat room. How are you? Come on, room. There you go.
1: They're all laughing, too. They're, they're all laughing, actually, by the way, too, with Ron's French.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me yeah. more. Excuse me a question. <laughs>
1: you guys are and breaking up.
2: Listen. America.
1: Wait, where, does he, where are you calling us from, John? New York City. Oh, not okay. New York City. You just ruined the whole thing. Why did I ruin the whole thing? No, you're not
2: you, Jean. Because I wanted him Well, to he's be,
1: from Canada, Canada but I wanted him to be
2: there. I wanted the French feeling. Now he's in New York, where I'm from. He's going <laughs> to sa- talk and sound
1: like me now. No, he won't. Well you know, <laughs> in New York, nobody sounds like you're not you many have to be French born there. People,
2: listen, people
4: who come from all over the French world to enjoy the big city of New York. If you want, I can
1: speak with an accent like that if that's better.
2: Oh, that's nice. That's good. Because we, we introduced you as this Frenchman. We don't want them to know you're born in Brooklyn. Uh,
1: no, he's not born in Brooklyn. No, John, I, am. I, actually, uh, I
2: actually I was in Jean, city, which is do you, very Do you nice know do you know um, in in in, in what was it? In Canada. There's yeah. a restaurant called La Filets de Saint-Michel. The Cliffs of St. Michael, had I room that.
4: <laughs> well, that might be, but I haven't been to that specific restaurant, sir. So it's it in good? Sherbrooke. Been
2: it's, there? In Shur- it's in Sherbrooke. Oh, in Sherbrooke. Nice. Mm-hmm. Killy. If ever, Killy, if Sherbrooke. If ever I'm sorry. If ever you're there, go to that restaurant. It's fabulous. The food was delicious. And I just oh. told a story before. I thought I'd show off an order in French and i said i wanted a un plot of of now plot is not a nice word in french it means a woman's you know what and everybody oh, at the table started yeah. to laugh i wanted to say a plate of so i said un plot de
1: and i messed it up that's nice that's not a word that you would be use used on,
4: uh, on the, the, the radio up in canada let me tell you that much
2: a <laughs> <laughs> plot means right I'm sorry. Do you know what plot means?
4: Of course I do. I'm French
2: Canadian. Okay. I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm so not now, could say you imagine going means. in a restaurant and telling the waiter you want to plot to eat? <laughs> no, I won't. Does anybody else have any questions?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is that?
2: <laughs> no, I talk too much. Jimmy,
1: take it away. All right. So, Get ready to fall asleep, Jimmy. John. So. Okay, so now you're actually, uh, you're actually in New York. You're a dancer, you're a singer, you're an actor, and you're a voiceover actor. Uh, You've you, you yeah. got a role in the new movie that's out right now, The Fault in Our Stars with Shailene Woodley and Ansel Eggert. Uh, uh, very, it's, the movie got great reviews. Like, talk a little bit about it. You have a good time. I know it's based on a best-selling book, and it's doing very well.
4: It's doing extremely well, Yes, it's based on the John Green's book by the, of the same name, The Fault in Our Stars, and um, John writes a lot for, uh, you know, his main audience is young adults, uh, and um, this is a movie about two young people who meet in a uh, cancer support group situation. And there's a three, three of them, three main characters really. Uh, Nat Wolf is also very much in the movie, and the three of them get to be friends. And a little bit later on, two of them, uh, Shailene and Ansel's characters, kind of fall for each other. And that really happens when he declares his love uh, uh, when they are on a trip to Amsterdam.
6: Yes, where they come to my
4: restaurant, and I get to. Uh, Serve them uh, a wonderful dinner and uh, talk to them about uh, Don Perignon and when he what he said uh, after he had invented champagne, and things like that. I get to put the magic in their dinner, which is which was really a lot of fun. And to answer your question further, it was it was a great time on the set with the old John John uh, sorry Josh Boone who directed the movie. He had a wonderful crew, very friendly, and everybody was very into the movie, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, Shailene and Ansel were just
1: great and easy, funny. I think it's really cool just to be in a movie because I think that Shailene is probably going to be like the next, for her generation, she's going to be like the IT actress. She's already so in demand. She is the the lead actress. She's phenomenal. I just think this young woman is so, first of all, she's great on screen because she's just very,
4: very natural. She's very focused and beautiful to look at and she, I'm, I'm very excited to see you know, the, the arc of her star for the next few decades.
1: I think that she will be like like every generation has like an actor or an actress you know who is super, superbly popular I think she's going to be it for yeah. her generation. Um she well, got another movie I saw coming out. She was in Beverly Hills 90210. She's done such great things. So congratulations for you and and if people want to see part of the clips from that too, they can check out your web website. They can go to www.jeanbrassard.com, which j e a n b r a s s a r d.com. And, yes, um, they can do that. and they can check it out. Mm-hmm. Also, you were in Steakland and I'm really good friends with Danielle Harris, um, who had a big role in that film. Uh-huh. And and that's a killer, killer shot cool movie that everybody should here. see.
4: I'm sorry, I can't hear you.
1: Oh, I said everybody should see Stakeland. Stakeland is a a fabulous like horror movie. I loved it.
4: Yeah, it has a very it has its own genre almost by itself. It's very well done. It was shot up in the in the Catskills. And, uh, it really, it has a, it's
1: very atmospheric. I love it. Which I love it too. So like what, out of all the different things you've been in, do you have a, a favorite? Cause I know you've done a ton of guest spots on television, the Sopranos, sex in the city, law and order. Uh, now you've got all these yeah. movies under your belt and miniseries you were in John Adams. Like, do you have anything that was like more like one of your favorites?
4: Well, you mentioned John Adams, and I have—I've been talking a lot about John Adams and how wonderful it was to be on the Tom Hooper set, and uh, I just love that miniseries. I think it's—I'm uh, just proud to be part of it, you know, and uh, because it's first, it's very, very well crafted, and it's very educational about American history and you know the early years and how this country started becoming what it was and it's done in such a you know engaging and entertaining way I highly recommend it if, if you have if people have not seen that but uh, also I want to mention you know a, a really fun little hint was to go to be on the 30 rock with uh, Tina Fey and Alec uh, Baldwin and I got to be uh, the person who married them of course by mistake uh, because it's 30 Rock, but it was such a hoot. It was great fun. I played a French admiral when they came to get married. Uh, Alex Baldwin's character came to get married with, with another woman, and by mistake, of course, because it was a French island, and didn't understand what I was saying, he ended up marrying Tina Fey's character. But that was a hoot. That was such a great little
1: moment. So, like, do you have, a few, do you have an actress or an actor that you would, like, really— because you've already worked with a lot of big people— is there someone you haven't worked with that you think, oh my God, this would be the person I would love to work with them?
4: Well, now that's a that's a great question, and also because for me it opens it opens the world because you know we think of actresses here in the United States, but there are so many other wonderful women, uh, uh, leading actresses in the world. And I'm thinking of, of France. Let's see. I mean, I'd love to work with Catherine Deneuve, and she was wonderful. You know. And Isabelle Lippaire, who is a great French uh, leading actress now. Um, so I'll mention these two, though. People go and look for them if they don't know them.
1: Uh-oh. Chad. Hello. Oh, there we go. Well, something yeah. happened. We disappeared for a second. Oh, uh, okay. That's okay, though. Me? Like, Okay, what about an American one, since I don't know any of the French actresses? Who, who's an American uh-huh. one?
4: uh well let's see uh, of course i would I'd love to to work again with uh, Laura Linney, for one who I think is a really big fantastic actor. actress and uh and Tony Collette, who I really admire, although she's Australian but she's been working in the u s now yeah so she long works a time, lot too I'm she's done.
1: fantastic also it's, okay so so was it difficult yeah. for you as a Frenchman to break into american film well you know it's
4: a, that's an excellent question because uh uh you know as an actor uh you often have a weapon that is you know it's a double edged sword uh because you get typecast and but it also allows you to be you know to be specialized to um you know to have something that everybody knows that if they if there's a Frenchman then you know, oh, we you know we go to this guy. So it's been a blessing in that way. And of course, uh like most actor will ex act actors experience I think, you know, you end up do you end up doing a certain kind of work and then there's uh, there's many other cards that you could play, and I like to think of you know of the other cards as still coming my way. So there's there haven't been too many uh, you know just uh, American parts, but um, I'm looking forward to those. But uh,
1: yeah, actually it's so just a, it's a it's a cool thing just in general though the fact that you're like a working actor and you're actually like working, yeah, um all the time. Right. So just to be working all the time is really cool. And as besides being an mm-hmm. actor, you're also a singer.
4: That's right. Yeah, I love singing. Um,
1: and, so we're uh, gonna actually play one of your songs. I have no idea what it means. So explain La Chansonnette. Very well said. Thank you. Um, um, what, what does I, that actually I, mean?
2: It, Sing
1: the well, La Chansonnette La really just is. It
4: means the little song. It's a celebration of uh, uh, you know the.
7: Mm,
4: it's like the, uh, the little ditties, the little the little tunes that come into your head while you're walking down the street, while you're strolling, you know, that just keeps, you know, kind of like, a, it keeps you swaying with it, and it's, uh, this particular song talks about the old songs, the songs of the old days, that uh, although change, times have changed, still remain in your head, and, uh, you know, making you, um, making you dance a little bit, so that's a tribute to that, and it was a uh, it's a song that I sang part of a show um, called The, the Kid From Paris, which was an homage, a tribute to uh, the, the very famous actor and singer Yves Montand. And so uh, David Kruger and I co-wrote a piece, and then uh, we get to perform it pretty, you know, all over Europe and Canada and France and paying tribute to this great, wonderful man that he was. And the music from the 40s and the 50s uh, from France, and a little bit uh, later on as well, but particularly that period.
1: Okay, so what we're going to do, how about you, uh, Chad? Are you ready for it? Yes, sir. So, how about uh, you actually introduce it for us? We're going to play and let everybody hear, it, and then we'll come back and talk after it plays.
4: That's great. Now, what I want everybody to do also is to hum along the piece and pretend that you think French. Just go la, da, da, <laughs> la 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 okay. la. You'll enjoy it. This is la chansonnette pour vous cet après-midi, mesdames et messieurs.
1: There we go.
5: La chansonnette, tiens, tiens, les titis, les marquis, c'est parti, mon kiki. La chansonnette, après l'effet du tort, car tous les transistors soudain s'arrêtent, sous le ciel de Paris, un accordéon la chanson de maquille Comme avant le néon cueilli par un flonflon Un tétard en blouson D'un front de violette Va fleurir sa bardeau Car malgré son aigle Au milieu du dos Le cœur est bon Et sous ses cheveux gris La chansonnette Surrit Jamais le flonflon qui vous met Le cœur en fête Il faut du temps, c'est vrai Pour séparer le bon grain de l'ivraie Et comparer, mais on trouve un beau jour
1: Sa chansonnette d'amour Yay! That's La Chansonnette by Jean Brassard. Is that part of an album?
4: Yes, it is part of, an, uh, part of an album, and it was it's called Le Gamin de Paris, which means the kid from Paris, and uh, it's twelve songs that are from the show, but all in the original French. So and, you and can where get it on get CD, it? baby. Say that and, again. And uh, you know, just you can just punch in my name, Jean Brassard, and it will come up. Wonderful Why not? Like iTunes
1: music. and Amazon and stuff like that?
4: Yes, all of it, too. iTunes also.
1: All right, and if if people want to find out more about you, they can also go to com and they can follow you on Twitter, at Jean the number one Um which right. is freaking, like, awesome. So, um, when's the last time that your chat room got to hear a French song played right that's there? That's the first live. time we've played a French yeah. song. They're all commenting that that's the first time we've played a French song. Mm-hmm.
4: How about that? A premiere on, your, on the Jimmy Star show.
1: That's right. We, yeah, we do, I, and we get a lot of premieres, but um, that's our first French one. And uh, it was fun. It was cool. Um, I think that it's, you know, congratulations to you for having such a great uh, career and everything going so well. We want everybody to check out The Fault in Our Stars. Um, and, yeah. and they can also see your role in it if they go to your website. So everybody go to and We want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for setting this interview up with you. Thanks He's all awesome. Clinton is, Clint is awesome. You. We we wish you all the luck in in all the projects that you've got going on, and the music is awesome. So everybody, go uh, plug in Jean Brassard on uh, iTunes and and download some great French music. And we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show.
4: Hey, my pleasure. You know, I'm in the movie The Fault in Our Stars, and your name is Star. So you know, it's a very it's a very good sign.
1: There mm-hmm. you go. There you go. So uh, have a great weekend, and thank you so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Nice,
4: John. My pleasure.
1: Take care, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yay. So, Chad. Yes, sir. We're going to go from French to What About the Beautiful <laughs> Children by Miss Lily McLeod. Sounds
3: like a good idea. Here we go.
1: Here it goes.
8: Everybody children available now. Can give us life and love. What about the children? children, the beautiful children. Let them walk, let them run. Let us help them to have fun. We can help Children, the beautiful children, children should talk, they should sing.
1: Song, it's getting a pretty lot of airplay everywhere. We definitely need people to request it at their favorite radio station. Uh, lots of lots of internet stations are playing it, and we appreciate all the support with that. Lily McLeod is awesome, and. Now she's working with uh, Jerry Cummings, and Jerry Cummings is from Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, who's going to get inducted into the uh, R&B Hall of Fame next year, and he's working on a song with her. It's going to be awesome, and, and so big things are going on for Lily McLeod, and, and we just freaking love that song. Ron loves that song.
2: I played that song a very, very important friend of mine in Florida, in Florida who's connected with the um, Gay Film Festival, and um, they played it. It went. Everybody went crazy over it. Let me tell you something to you. Why did Lily choose this song to record and not Alabaster Box or something else, which she did on, on television? She chose this song because at the time, those girls were kidnapped and taken in Africa. We really have got to get together, everyone, and protect our children. They're the future of America. Our children are being brutalized. They're being beaten. They're being abandoned. They're being raped. This is unheard of. What the hell is going on? Now, I play this song like when I was at the bridge in Fort Lauderdale waiting for the bridge to close. I deliberately played it out the window with windows down. The car next to me was a group of people. And they said to me, oh, my God, what a great song. Whose is it? And I told them whose it is and where they could get it. And I said to them, do me a favor for the information I just gave you. Play it as loudly as you can, everywhere you can. So everybody will hear this song. And everybody will join all of us and say, what about the beautiful children? We need to do this. This is not a song to make money. This is not a song to promote Lily. Lily can do it on her own. This is a song all about the children. So if you're with us and you care about children, I'm going to cry in a minute because I love children. My kids, everybody's kids.
1: There you go. Look at, oh. I can't help
2: it. I love children. And when I see them being smacked in, in stores and being abused, or I read about another child on the block has been raped by an uncle, I can't deal. Don't hurt dogs and don't hurt children, and you're my friend. Anyway, please. That's
1: funny. I just, uh, to wait, lighten I just it let up. Let me finish because okay. I have an
2: emotional moment. Please, everybody, get this song. Not to make Lily rich. Well, it won't, believe me. Get this song to help the beautiful children. That's
1: it. It's fantastic. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, in every country all over the world. It's a great, great song. And, and she is going to be recording those other songs that Ron spoke about later on as, as her <laughs> album comes out. Um, and I posted this cool thing. Um, oh, wait, me, on, one thing I want to interrupt. Uh, Lily chose this song also
2: because she's a Christian, and she said the Lord spoke to her. And he said to Lily, through you, we can get the word out to protect God's children. I just want you to know that Lily is a wonderful, wonderful human being.
1: Absolutely. Besides being a phenomenal singer. Absolutely. I adore her. So I posted this thing on Instagram to lighten this up a little bit. And it's a picture of a dog running uh, through the the greenery. And it says, I don't care who dies in the movie as long as the dog lives.
2: (laughs) Now, what the hell has that got to do with the beautiful children? No, because
1: you said don't do anything bad about the children or dogs. Or dogs. <laughs> you,
2: well, you got that right. You know, on my webpage on Facebook, people post pictures of these dogs that have been locked up, starved, and they're, they're, they're just a skeleton of horrible stuff. And I say, what about the one about the guy that was throwing a cat up in the air and shooting it? I mean, how do these people exist? And why doesn't the Lord kill them? I mean, get them off the planet. How could you throw a beautiful cat into the air and shoot it? Must have been those those cow those guys on that show. Yeah, you hate those Duck Dynasty. It probably was a Duck Dynasty guy that did it. But seriously, how do people hurt animals or children? You know, beat your neighbor up—that's okay, but leave kids alone.
1: There you go. Also, we want to give a special shout out to uh, Lady Lake. Ah, uh, Lady Lake Music, Cindy and and Ginger Irish at official Irish or Irish Ginger official in the chat room for p- putting up all the links and tweeting during the show and everything. We really appreciate all the support. They're fantastic, and you guys should be following them on Twitter at Lady Lake Music and at Irish Ginger Ofin- official or Ginger Irish official. And Lady Lake, I don't know who you are, but you're yeah, fabulous. You I've never met. her. Oh, you never met. I never met her either. I oh, just okay. talked to her on the phone a lot. But
2: I have to tell you, <laughs> you're fabulous. All the stuff that you do on my tweets and or, or my tweets.
1: And Ginger Irish, they both do And
2: Ginger Irish is another one that campaigns for everything great. Ladies, thank you so much.
1: There
2: you go. And now what are we going to – oh, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, What? When I had my TV show in California, it was on television, on Time Warner Cable. I never called it a talk show. It was a conversation with show. I don't like talk shows where they ask these boring questions that have been asked a million times, and the answers are all rehearsed, and the star stinks. I don't like people <laughs> who come on our show either and use it as a commercial and don't give us personality. The reason why I ask the questions I ask is to bring them into the center arena so that they're not just doing an interview talk show about what they're doing. Boring. Nobody really cares because nobody even knows where for them are. But if they come in and give conversation to all of us, we learn who they are. We learn and like who they are. We find out that they're just like everybody else. They, they, they want what we want, and they're human. That's why I ask, are you married? Are you gay? Are you straight? Are you happy? Are you hungry? Those are the questions. Now, if the guest comes on and gives me conversation back, we have a hit show. But when they come on and only give um, a, a, a commercial, the shows don't do well. So if everybody out there thinks that we're a little peculiar, yes, we are. We're a conversation show, not a talk show.
1: There you go. And Cindy Lake says she loves you.
2: <clears throat> I love you, Cindy Lake. <laughs> You're a sweetie, and you really can work, girl, let me tell you. Absolutely. So She's
1: like all over the place. So also then he was talking about um, The Fault in Our Stars, and it's a, a young adult novel. And we have another uh, artist, singer, fan of the show, fan person that we're a fan of, Shane Layton. And mm, she's mm, got mm. – um, She's got a book series called Of Light and Darkness. Uh, the first two books are out. There's also a companion book for Of Light and Darkness. There's also a third book, Getting Ready to Come Out. It's it's wildly successful, and she's also a Spectre Music Group recording artist, and we freaking like love all the different things that she does. I love her. She's like Ron's adopted daughter. She is. I adopted her. Shane Layton is my sweet little pussycat. I adore, love, and
2: cherish her. She is the realest chick. She's gorgeous and way out in her look, but when you get to know or social. She's my little baby. She's an, a lovely, kind, good-hearted, honest, never-hurt-anybody sweet girl. And only, hot, too. Well, yeah, but I only <laughs> hope the business doesn't destroy her and make her out to be like some of those shitpots that think who the frig they are. Shane Layton is wonderful and her husband Frank is a delicious delight. We love to play what is it we play? iPod? Uh we. We we play the we we do tennis and stuff. <laughs> and we do bowling while well, we crack up laughing. You have to see what a mess it is. Shane Layton. Now this is about her. Is a writer not to be believed. I read every one of her books. I'm so involved with this little village of vampires and crazy people that live in this village. And the romance that goes on, the way she writes is beautiful. I wish they would make a movie out of it because it's so wonderful. As a singer, well, you'll hear when you hear her sing. And as as an actress, she's fabulous and she's beautiful. And yes, my friends, that's a natural redhead. She does not color that's her That's right. Head.
1: The carpets match the drapes. That's right. That's,
2: <laughs> Jimmy, that's the funniest thing you've ever said since I know you. And <laughs> <As> he's burping. <laughs> so I, maybe burp. I'm drinking cream soda because my voice is going. But anyway, Shane Layton, I only wish everybody could know. Well, maybe if she makes a movie one day, you'll get to see her personality.
1: Absolutely. But you guys follow her on Twitter. It's at Shane Layton. And, um, and buy her record because Jimmy makes money. Oh, well, actually, her record—this her single—is called "Invincible," and it's going to be coming out right. August 12th, I think. So it's not out yet. So you know, um, I'm
2: not bluffing when I say Lily's song is about helping the children, not money. But but uh, Shane's is. So buy it,
1: <laughs> buy it because I so need. So we can write more books. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need a new car. Anyway, um, so so Chad, are you there? No, Chad, you're awful quiet today. No, I'm not
3: here. Leave a message.
1: Okay. Beep. <laughs> so, uh, so, Chad, are we ready? We're going to play Shane Lane's Invincible because everybody loved this. I'm
3: always ready for Shane.
1: All it's, right, it's everybody. It's really a great song. This is a it's remake banging. of the Pat Benatar hit Invincible brought up to the 2014s by Shane Layton. And here it is, yeah. Invincible. Yeah. That's Invincible by Shane Layton. Chad, are we back on? Yeah. I thought so. You know something? I was never a
2: Pat Benatar fan. And I love what Shane does with this song. I think it's far better than what Pat Benatar did. And she she was those, she was from my day, Pat Benatar, she, so I know who she is. She hits those like high notes. Actually, Jimmy, you want to know something? I think I met Pat Benatar in the Right Bank Shoe Store in Beverly Hills on Camden. My very good friend Bobby Sabatano worked there as a salesman, and I met him for lunch. And she came in, Pat Benatar, and the other girl with her was another famous singer. And Bobby told me, you know who they were, because I'd never known what they looked like. And the Pat Benatar one was very pretty, the brunette girl. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, very pretty and very. Chad, do you sweet.
1: like Pat Benatar? You betcha. Like Pat Benatar has so many hits. Like she's like an icon in like the world of music, and she's out still touring and doing all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, I've seen her. She I'm definitely rocks it for the women. Yeah, I mean, like there aren't too many women rockers that are bigger than her in the history of like music that do rock music. Maybe it was anyway, Lita Ford. If you want to s- you say to- it again, Chad. So maybe it
3: was Lita Ford, Ronnie.
1: Yeah, actually, Pat Benatar is bigger than Lita Ford, though. True. Even though I'm friends with Lita Ford, I'd like to say it. (laughs) Sorry, Lita.
2: If if you ever wanted to see movie stars in Beverly Hills, you have to go to the Right Bank Shoe store. They all shop (laughs) there. And I was in there another time waiting for my friend Bobby, and in walked Barbara Streisand. Well, the first thing I thought of was she looked like a soup bone. That's the shape of her face. Wow. And she walked by the table where they had these bags, and it was an evening bag. And she lifted it up, and I heard her say to her girlfriend, and for this, they want $500 and flipped it and threw it down. Barbara Streisand, with all her bucks. She mm. thought 500 bucks was a lot for, hey, what's his name, Bag too. It was the, the guy that does all the, the leather that looks like patch quilt. What the hell was his name? Okay. Very famous Bag make, very famous Bag guy.
1: I don't know. But yeah. in the chat room, Cindy Ladylake said that Pat, uh, Pat Benatar songs, too, are hard to do covers of and sing because she's a trained opera singer and she can hit. Who is Pat? Uh, yeah, Pat Benatar is. Oh, I didn't know she was. I didn't know that either. Did you know that, Chad? Of, I but did, but she can get up Patty, there on the range. Speaking of Patty, as I
2: just did, she was on uh, somebody's show a couple of days ago. Did anybody see LaBelle when she was on there, Patty LaBelle? If so, let they me They can't know. answer you. No, I mean, they, could do, it, they <laughs> could do it in the Facebook, in the thing there. In the chat room. In the chat room. If anybody saw that interview, I heard it was great. And LaBelle looks gorgeous. She's lost a ton of weight because she's a diabetic. She looks young and skinny and beautiful. And, you know, that's my baby. That's the one I love.
1: Like, who's, okay, so Chad, like, think about this. Everybody in the chat room, you guys think about this too. Who, do you have, like, a fam- fam- uh, favorite female singer and it can't be Heather? It has to be, like, somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, Patty Patty LaBelle. I know, that's yours. Mine.
2: Alive. Peggy Lee is dead, so she so Patty moved in.
1: Chad, you got a favorite female singer? Give me a second. Okay, I'll give you a second. I don't really know who my favorite I probably mine is Mariah Carey because I love Mariah Carey. Yeah,
2: Patty LaBelle's better. And Patty was the original, you know, screamer.
1: Well, actually, like you get to think that Patti LaBelle is better for you. And then for me, I get to think that Mariah no, Carey. No,
2: no one sings like Patti because Patti holds notes. And Patti can go in a range that nobody
1: can go. Yeah, her, but her range Mariah Carey sold like 250 million records yeah, more than well, Patti LaBelle. That, that's what you think. <laughs> I challenge you on that. Oh, I try, ch- I looked it up. Mariah yeah. Carey sold 350 million records. Yeah, and
2: I bet you LaBelle sold more. LaBelle's been around forever. We'll we'll look that up. Chad, look, you it up. One? look it up. Look it up. I can't Patty, think of anything. Think but of, right now,
3: my hang on, been, hang
1: on, let him answer. I I
3: sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not. I can't hear him. He's he's going deaf, Jimbo. Um, I think I'm going to go with Pink.
1: Oh, there we go. Who's That's a pink? good one. Who's Pink? Do we have her on the show? No, we haven't had. I dressed her once as a clothing oh. designer, but we haven't had. No, no
2: Patty LaBelle is like Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis has sold a million albums.
1: Johnny Mathis sold 350 million.
2: 350 million albums. Could you so has,
1: so has Mariah Carey.
2: But LaBelle is like, forget about it.
1: We're going to find out. And nobody in the chat room wrote anything. Also then, you guys, while people – actually, people are saying uh, best female singer, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, or Barbara Streisand. um, And also, like, uh, Ron and I went to the movies, you guys, while I'm looking this up. And we went and saw Jersey Boys. And he's going to tell you a little bit about it because it was awesome. Hmm.
2: First of all, I think that the gal that played his wife should get an Oscar best supporting actress. She was fantastic. The film opens and you meet this character for like a minute and you hate her. Now it is difficult for an actor to get you to hate them that quickly. And you hate her throughout the movie, which is wonderful. It brought me back to almost my time. Of course, it's a little bit before my time, but I remember what what's going on. It was fun. It was it was beautiful. It was loving. The music was great. That guy has a fabulous voice. It's a definite go-see movie. Unfortunately, I've never seen the Broadway musical because we were... I don't know what the hell we were doing, but we couldn't do it.
1: Throughout the whole movie, though, he was like, uh, first of all, like every time things happen, I would, I would like remember stories he's told me since we've been together, and like about his growing up, growing up at that time, and so like it was basically like taking him back in time through his life. Well, it
2: wasn't New Jersey; it was Brooklyn. And I told him about you know friends of mine that w- used to sell hot goods, and they'd give me tip offs, and I would go and buy you know like my wife. Charles Jordan shoes for hundred bucks when they were going for two and three designer bags, beautiful gowns and stuff, and televisions and radios. So I developed a reputation among my friends. At one time, a bunch of patio furniture fell off a truck, and my whole neighborhood bought the patio furniture that fell off the truck. So it was a lot of it, a lot of me in there because the, um, the the just the camaraderie of friendship that I hope everybody has today. When you have friends that you grow up with, unfortunately, a percentage of my friends have passed away because of AIDS. And that's a sin because they were great guys. And one gal, one gal and the rest of them were great guys. I love the film. I would recommend it in a minute. I give it five stars.
1: Okay, yeah, it was very good. I don't know who the, I was trying to figure out who the lady who played the uh, the, the wife is. But she it, was great. She doesn't look like.
2: Oh, could you hate her guts? I mean, I tell you, when you go see it, you want to beat this bitch up. You want to smack her and knock her out.
1: It's great, though, and Frankie, you know, for people who don't know what the Jersey Boys is about, uh, it's, about it's about Frankie Valley Right, and, his life story. And uh, it's a great, it has great, great music. And yeah. like Frankie Valley, you know, had hits from Ron's generation, my generation, generations, you know, before Ron and, and after me. And you know what I found amazing? I
2: never knew that Pesci, what's his name
1: first? Joe name? Pesci.
2: Joe Pesci was their manager before he became an actor. Yes, Joe Pesci, the fabulous actor, was one of the uh, Jersey Boys managers.
1: Yeah, it was cool. It was a great movie. I Good recommend movie. it to anybody to go see it. Ron wants to go see it and again. And then what, what other movie do we sneak in to see? Um, we saw... We snuck oh, No, did. we didn't. Did we, sneak we were in? gonna sneak in to see Twenty One Jump Street, oh, right. Twenty Two Jump Street, but, but we didn't because it was late because the movie got out so right, late. Right, right. We'll see it. We'll go see that one and then sneak into another one. So I just looked it up online just for anybody who wants to know. Uh, Patty LaBelle has sold fifty million records. Oh, Oh,
2: fifty million!
1: And Mariah Carey has sold two hundred million. Oh, wow. So she's so yeah,
2: much- but Ma- Ma- Mariah Carey is not rhythm and R and B. Yes, yeah,
1: she is. Oh, she is. Well, she's pop and R and B both. Yeah. Well, Patty's R and B, and Patti's been around forever. And 50 million records. And Johnny and Mathis, I think, has sold 350, so he's sold more than everybody. Yeah, well, because he's the best singer in the world. <laughs> <There's nobody laughs> Do you like, like Johnny Mathis, Chad? Of
3: course. He couldn't make a Christmas Christmas without it.
2: No, not even his Christmas. Just all of his music is fast. He has a voice that, you know, I know him. I'm thrilled and proud and honored to say I know Johnny. And we were talking one time. We were in the supermarket shopping. And he's only a vegetarian because he had a stroke years back And he now eats very healthy. So we're talking and I just let my hair grow in gray from dyeing it black. And I said to Johnny, I'm so happy with my gray hair. I don't have to go through that crap every two weeks of touching up the roots. And he leaned forward and he whispered in my ear, I still dye mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, he's like 103, he's older than I am, and he's dying his hair. Johnny is the sweetest guy in the world. My ex-partner of many, many years passed away from pancreatic cancer, was friends with Johnny. They used to play golf at the same country club up in um, Simi Valley, California. And Sal loved Johnny. Johnny was a kind, is still a kind, sweet man. He had a boyfriend that was Asian something. And because he's gay, Johnny. And when his. Uh, I don't know if people know that. Oh, I don't care. He doesn't care. We, we don't care. I mean, <laughs> okay. what a feather in our cap, Jimmy. Come on. A gay guy. Johnny. Ja- Everybody knows he's gay. Come on.
3: I didn't. Thanks, Ron.
2: You didn't know he was gay. <laughs> he's a hundred. Chad. No, I do. He's 137 and never got married, never had a girlfriend. It doesn't matter.
3: It doesn't matter. He's a great singer. Great person. No, we Absolutely. don't. I, I'm
2: happy that he's in our, his family to us gay people. He's an oh, icon. I see. Anyway, he's just a <laughs> lovely human being. Very lovely. I agree. Well, I, I like and in, and in his house, in his living room, dig this folks. He's got a swimming pool that goes out of the living room out to the out of doors. You have to swim underneath this glass wall to get in and out of his pool. Not cool.
1: I think so. Yeah, he
2: lives up on Sunset Drive in, in Beverly Hills.
1: So uh, Chad, I like your pick of Pink also though, because Pink used to be one of my like favorites. She's have, not one of my, she's like probably like in the top ten for me. Do we have a number on her how many she sold? No, I don't know, but I'm I'm sure it's up. um, She hasn't been around, though, as long as the other one, so she probably hasn't sold as many. But I'll look it up. Maybe we'll take a.
3: I think I I just picked her because one, she does have a good voice, two, she rocks, and three, she's a hell of a performer, so I just didn't you know, pick a favorite. She, she
2: reminds me of a dyke. Do you think she's a dyke? She, she
1: acts could. like a man. She looks like a I've,
3: man. I only see her dating like bikers. So she's a definitely a tomboy. I think she's, so uh, she's a biker I, no, chick. I think,
1: I think she's, I think she's, there's, well, because like Linda Perry, all the people that she hangs out with are like known lesbians. And oh. so I wouldn't be surprised. Be because up. she
2: acts like a man. She's dressed like a man. She's the pink tough. hair is like a drag queen. You know, like a guy <laughs> in a pink wig. I mean, I don't know her, so I don't mean to offend her or bash her at all. Right. And I hope she is gay. That would be another feather in our cap.
3: Oh jeez.
1: Oh, st- stop it, actually, Chad, you homophobe. Actually Pink, <laughs> is, homophobe. Pink has Pink sold seventy million records, Chad. Go. So she, she sold more than Patty LaBelle too.
2: Well, but you don't forget, in the days of Patty Labelle, they didn't have what we have today where you can go on iTunes and buy a record. That's true. You had to go into a store. And and it was difficult.
3: And there and there was less people on the planet back then.
2: That's right. <laughs> And less people who like. I do think that Patti LaBelle's a phenomenal. Excuse me, less white people that liked black
3: people,
1: so they didn't buy a black person's album. That's right. See,
2: that's the stupidity of America. I have all of
1: Patti LaBelle's albums. I think she's freaking awesome. She She can hit those high. Like, I, hi, whatever, they I fell in
2: love with her when I was a very young guy, and I never stopped loving. I have every record she's ever made.
1: Uh, they say, they're they saying Doris Day, and Dave from Stars Now likes Doris Day, which you like Doris Day, right? I spoke to Doris Day. Oh, no, I know you
2: like Peggy Lee. Oh, Peggy Lee was a dream of my life. But Doris Day, I spoke to her on the phone when I had my TV shows <laughs> at the Record Straight. And I called her up, and I spoke with her, and I said, would you come on my television show? And she said, honey, I don't do anything anymore. I said, why is that? She said, well, I've changed. I'm older and I don't look the same. And I'd rather let everybody remember me as I was. So I got a little annoyed and I said, oh, I bet if I were Barbara Walters, you'd be on my show. She said, no, Ron, you're wrong. I said, you know me? What, the Ron Russell set the record straight. You know who I am? She said, no, I don't. She said, but I would have found out before I answered you. She said, I just don't do it so now i'd like to get her on the radio so we don't have to see her i understand she's gained quite a bit of weight and she's ill and she doesn't look quite good and she's a vain woman but yes i love doris day and her, her movies as well as her song love me or leave me is a best movie where she sings the best songs there you go but peggy lee was wonderful my very dear friend beryl davis who sang with frank sinatra I was driving with her in in Hollywood, and we passed Whitley Heights, and she points to a house up there, and she said, Peggy Lee lived in that house. I said, oh, you knew her? Beryl said, oh, of course I did. I went to all her weddings. She's my dearest friend. I wanted to punch Beryl right in the head.
1: They also like Aretha Franklin. Well, wait a minute. I I said to uh, Beryl, you know
2: Peggy, and you never invited me? She said, well, you never asked. And then she turned around and said, oh, but Peggy would have loved you because she loved funny guys.
1: There you go, and you're who, a funny who are you, guy. Who are you talking about?
2: Uh, Aretha Franklin. Has, uh, oh, the I don't chamber, care if
1: somebody picked out Aretha Franklin. I'm not. No, I don't, don't care Franklin. for Aretha Franklin. <laughs> she
2: screams too much. She's too, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> wow. pa- Patty has a sound that nobody else has. When she does on my own, which is one of my most favorite songs in the world, I'm sure you'll agree. That combination of oh, that's my, with Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald and and Patty. I wish we had it. We could play it again for everybody. It's just a beautiful song. And if you listen to Patty's voice, she cracks when she says, "on my own. I-, I knew it happened to be.
1: It had to be. It's, it's, Chad, do you like Michael McDonald? I keep forgetting.
2: I love yep. him. That's He's my Michael McDonald.
1: <laughs> he, he is adorable
2: looking. He's handsome. I've never met him, but I'd love to. Here's but you a, know what? I'm going to work on Patty LaBelle. She lives in, in, in Pennsylvania, in Philly on that road what is it called the rich road where the millionaires live I don't know on the line they call it I'm gonna go ring her bell oh wait listen
3: what's that
7: so many promises here we go
1: (laughs) play it a little little bit Chad play it it. play the whole thing
3: alright flashback
2: thank you chad does that (laughs) song still hold up what a beautiful song it tells a story her voice is incredible listeners if any of you know patty labelle please do me a favor and call her and tell her that i adore her (laughs) and i would be so honored if she'd come on our show and to call us, yeah, we have to work on that. I've Thank got you. to find her. I've got to know her. I've never met her. I've got to, you know. Bngb knows her, but not for many years. When Bngb was little, singing, she sat on Patty LaBelle's lap, and she thinks she's Patty LaBelle because that's probably why I love Bngb so much, as she sings like Patty. Patty's also her. Which,
1: hero. by the way, Bree.
2: Bree, I love you, Bree. Uh, Bree, today's her
1: birthday. <gasps> Happy, Happy birthday, Bree. Oh my God, Bree! I'm so sorry, Bree Wilson. You guys, she's a uh, BNG. She's with the BNGB team and crew of people. Oh. She's also an actress. She's been on Vampire she, Diaries, mm. and uh, she's really cool. And today's her birthday, and she's probably 21 again. And, and she's, uh, got she's the,
2: gorgeous. And she's got a body of death with the biggest boobs, wow. and her boobs are real. They're not water bags. <laughs> she's a gorgeous black woman, Bree. She's just stunning, like Angie is.
1: Is there a way to tell? Uh,
2: well, if they're fake,
1: uh, yeah. Like, can yeah, you tell by can yeah. you tell by by looking though? Even though they have a shirt on, yeah,
2: yeah. Because you know, at certain ages, you don't have water fountain boobs. You know, like the statue means like water. Well, you fountain. know, like in Italy, all the water fountain statues are naked, and the water comes out of their nipples. Well, when the boobs look like water fountain boobs, they're fake.
1: When they sag, then well, they're they don't, not.
2: They don't sag, but they have a very natural look to them. They sort of, you know, and I know Brie. Brie doesn't do fake. She's got a pair of buns on her that I know, don't I but quit. just in general. I was meeting in no. general, like when you see women. When you see Brie from the side, she's a Z. Her buns stick out one way and her boobs stick out the other way. And the legs are gorgeous and the waist. She's a beautiful, beautiful uh, girl. She's a sweetheart, too. Brie, happy birthday. So if we
1: were walking down the street, though, you could, like, tell me if they were fake boobs or not, probably? Absolutely. When they are skinny
2: as a rail, they weigh, like, two pounds, and then these huge knockers are sticking out, like, 1954 Cadillac headlights. You know they're fake. And also, they're hard, I understand. A lot of guys say you can hear the water swishing around. I thought, what's that all about? You know, imagine you're kissing and making out with a girl, and you think there's fish in there. Because the water's shaking in her boobs, but you know what? I'm in favor of them. Because if anybody needs them to look better, get them. I mean, I I'd, I'd do fake, you know what? If I could, <laughs> I would. I'd have a I'd have a 12 inch one made. Listen to you. <laughs> well,
1: you, you heard know, it here on the Jimmy Star Show. Well, not
2: that not that I'm not in doubt already, but it's better if a girl feels Listen sexy. To him,
1: not that I'm not in doubt well, already. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not in doubt. In doubt. What I mean is, I don't have to be Raising down. Stop it. <laughs> If if this makes a woman sexy, makes her feel sexy, that's almost as good as your creamy bush. (laughs) I'll never live that down. That was last. Everybody like loved it though. Everybody thought creamy bush was the greatest thing ever. Anyway,
2: listen, I'm a firm believer in plastic surgery. I'm thinking of having some some done on my face. Of course, you know, being fifty again for the thousandth time, I'm starting to sag. I'm starting to look like my father. So I'm going to have a facelift. Soon, and you'll know about it because I won't be on the air for a while. I will be visually, but not not visually. So I believe in anything that makes you feel good about yourself and anything that makes you better looking. No question about it.
1: So Chad, what time do you have? We have four
3: fifteen uh, Eastern.
1: All right, let's go ahead and try calling that number I gave you, and let's see if we can get Mister Bill Mummy on the phone. Roger. I don't think it's Mummy. Mummy.
2: Moon Mummy Mummy or some shit. It might be French.
1: I know. We'll ask him.
2: Two Frenchmen on board, wow.
1: He's not French. No, thank God he's not. <laughs> <laughs> My last disaster was French. We'll see. La, da, 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 da. Hopefully we don't get an answer machine if we Hello. do, i leave a message. Hello, is this Bill? It is. Is this the Jimmy Star Show? It sure is. How did we pronounce your last name? Moomy. Moomy, okay. So I've been saying it wrong the entire time. Everybody, welcome Bill Moomy onto the Jimmy Star Show. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> uh, before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-star, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Hey, how are you? Hi there, Ron Russell. Good. You know, tonight I'm going to have a couple of drinks at this party we're going to, and I'm definitely going to be lost in space. Wow. Do you think you could find me? <laughs> if not, I'll send
3: you to the cornfield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Ron, uh, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey,
3: Bill. Welcome to the show, sir
1: hey chad how you doing good and there's a chat room full of people so give a shout out chat room yo there you go that works
2: and you sound so grown up you sound like a grown-up man
1: (laughs) yeah
2: go figure right (laughs) yeah (laughs) right i love your personality too you have a very funny personality i can tell what's ahead is going to be fun all
1: right you guys are you guys um
2: we're in philly oh okay we go out of Florida. We're Philly,
1: but the radio station is actually in Florida, and we Skype to Florida, and it Skypes out everywhere, and then we're syndicated in, like, 15 major markets and iHeartRadio and everywhere else. So by the time the weekend is done, a couple million people will have heard all about your new project, Ian, and just us talking to you. Fabulous.
2: Not, not to brag, but we're the number one radio show.
3: No one likes a bragger.
2: Excellent. That's true. We are the number one radio show. <laughs> and, I, and I'm the number one uh, interviewer, so there you go. There you go.
3: go. Dude, all Jimmy's right, Jimmy's well,
2: gonna
4: then have then I'll, I'll strive party. to be the number one interviewee. Yeah. There you go. You, so, are,
1: you are already. So for anybody who doesn't know who Bill Moomy, Mo- Moomy, Moomy is. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to First say. First of all, all right. if you're my age, if you guys are my age or, or a little older, or a little younger, you would know him as Will Robinson from Lost in Space, one mm-hmm. of the greatest like, shows ever mm-hmm. when I was growing up. I'm actually. Uh, I'm still a fan. Oh, I am, too, and I'm it, actually. It plays on, on television on that weird station.
2: uh, It's been
4: running on MeTV lately, yeah.
1: It's running on MeTV, and I'm actually also a clothing designer, and I used to dress uh, uh, Mark Goddard for appearances. Really? uh, (laughs) And so it was really cool, like, meeting him. I met him at a convention. It was really cool, and Lost in Space was really cool. Tell everybody who he is. And Mark Goddard played Don. You dressed
4: him? Yeah, Major West.
1: Yes, Major West. Is he the good-looking guy? Yeah, he's the good-looking guy. Yeah,
2: very well. Weren't they they all good-looking? Yes, you were um, all good looking. Yeah, but that guy was handsome. I would like yes, to Yeah, he still that. is a
4: very handsome guy. He's
2: what, a, is he still around? Yeah, he's still yeah, around. Yeah. No, he's, still couple around. Years ago. he's gotta be a thousand by now. No. No,
4: no, he's not that old. But he's, he's like he's he looks really young. He's in great shape. It, he plays basketball a lot.
2: Yeah, if you say he looking. looks no, my no, he age, I'll beat the <laughs> shit out of you right now.
4: Easy. But you next year is the uh the fiftieth anniversary and the uh the show will be re-released on Blu-ray with a bunch of bonus cool stuff that I'll be helping produce. So oh, next year will be a big Lost in Space kind of a hoorah. You know,
2: as corny as the sets were, the show worked. I mean, I loved the, when you were on the planets with the paper rocks and yeah. all the good stuff. It was fun because that show had a dual, a dual edge to it. One Absolutely. Was, one was it was serious to kids and one was a camp to adults.
1: Absolutely yeah, t- let's true. Let's talk
2: about what's-his-name's daughter, the famous actor. I can't think of her name, who played the elderly woman. June? In June,
1: June Lockhart.
2: June, June today's Lockhart.
1: Today's her
5: birthday.
2: Oh, happy oh, birthday,
5: June!
4: Today is June Lockhart's birthday.
2: Would you do me a favor and call June and tell her to reach us? I would love to have her on the show. Her dad was an incredible actor who made millions of films. Uh, did anybody know that?
1: Jean Lockhart, yeah.
2: Jean Lockhart is her father, the famous Jean Lockhart.
1: Actually, yep. to uh, just to give you some heads up, um, Bill uh, Ron had a TV show in LA for 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 four years called "Set the Record Straight," where he would interview all the like legends of Hollywood, like Jane Russell and Tab Hunter and and Cliff, and Cliff Roberts, and all those kinds T- of actors. Tony so Curtis. He's like the TCM like super yep. pro. There's not a movie. Now my right phone
2: there. didn't ring. <laughs> no, you know why? You know why? Oh, the pain, the pain. No, you were too young. Everybody I had on my show was from the 40s and 50s. I had Tony Curtis, who was wonderful, uh, mm-hmm. Terry Moore, all the great mm-hmm. stars of the 40s and 50s. Now they want me back. So Jimmy and I are going to get a place in Palm Springs so that I can get back to California and do my show in the wintertime. And I certain, I certainly will. And then him. we'll
1: have you. Definitely. First of all, I didn't. Just okay. finish. Now I'm down to
2: doing people 50, you know, because I was doing the 80 year olds, the seven 70- Now I'm doing everybody that's 50. 50. And 60. Are you 50? Are you 50 yet? No. Who
1: me? Yeah, he's 50 yet. Yeah. Yeah, he's 50
4: yet. Oh yeah, I let like I say next year's the 50th anniversary of Lost in space, so okay, I'll let okay. you do the math.
1: <laughs> then you'll call. I looked it up on IMBD, so I know how old you are unless you lie. So you'll call... No, no, I just
4: <laughs> No, I just turned 60.
2: You
1: look fantastic well, wait, wait, too, wait, by wait, the
2: way. Wait, 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 I'm not finished yet. Would you please call June for me and have her reach us? I would love to have her on our show. She's such an interesting guest
1: and a great actress. She's, She's also a great gal. A... I'm Very sure
4: energetic, she... very smart, very involved.
1: I'm sure she is. So one thing, okay. So we've told him, So one thing I didn't know about you, I knew that you were on um, Babylon Five, but I didn't really realize how extensive. Like you've basically been working, you know, in entertainment your whole life for, since you were like five, and like you've been in tons of everything. Like I've seen almost everything that you've been in. I didn't actually realize it was you in a lot of it. Um, but one of the things that I found super cool is the fact that you've like, uh, like on those A and E biography shows, you like narrated a bunch of them.
4: Yeah, I, that was a great gig. I narrated biography for uh, Annie for fifty-five episodes. I think it was. I know wow, it was. that's great. You
2: Have a nice voice. Yeah, I mean, a what good a good voice. voice from it all. You have a radio voice. Well, thank it's you. Great, and you're still good-looking. I'm looking at your picture now. You're well, thank you. Twice. Guy, and you have that nice smile that you had as a little boy.
4: Well, you got to be who you were to be who you are, right?
2: Exactly. Now oh what God, was it I like, like that. what was it like working <laughs> with that wonderful actress? You know who I'm talking about, the bad guy. I don't remember his name.
4: Jonathan Harris, Dr. Smith? Yes.
2: Is he not one of the best actors?
4: Jonathan was a one of a kind, a magnificent talent to be admired and enjoyed by <laughs> exactly. all. Oh, you exactly. cantankerous clump. And, How could it he, be any other way?
2: <laughs> and he was as gay as a lock and nobody knew it. I mean No, was he was
4: he, married to the same woman for sixty four years.
2: He wasn't and gay? It,
4: he was married to Gertrude for 64 years, and they have a son, and, and uh, wow. they just kind of created these personas. Uh, you know, uh, Jonathan was uh, born in Brooklyn. Brooklyn uh,
2: with that accent he's got? Yep. I'm he, from Brooklyn.
4: He was Brooklyn, and he uh, started his life off to become a pharmacist, and uh, he changed his mind after getting sneaking into Broadway shows at... at uh, um, Midway through, where he could get in for free, and and uh, he just started reinventing himself, and people would say, "Jonathan, are you are you British?" And he'd say, "No, I'm just affected."
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely was gay and had an affectation to his voice, but you know, I was married for 16 years, and I'm gay, so that don't mean jack shit. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got two you know, I don't.
4: I I've got, got no see. Polaroid, so I, I I won't be speculating on his.
2: No, definitely not, but, ways, I, just, but no, I just like...
4: He like and women. I never had sex, let's put it that way.
2: Okay. <laughs> when, when, when important people who are wonderful and talented, i like the world to know that they're gay so that people will change their opinion of gay people and know that we're not all you know fairies with beards running down the street with high heels at a gay pride
1: party. <laughs> you know, the In stereotypical you didn't figure out Ron, Ron, well, Ron and I, yeah. we're, uh, we're actually a gay couple. We're married and we're the only syndicated gay hosts gay hosts like that exist anywhere so like uh, well, so we you. like to have a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun um, another thing that people probably don't know is that you're a musician getaway yeah. that too He's a, actually, he does been, it all
4: yeah have been since I was 10 in fact there's I think 3 episodes of Lost in Space where Little Will Robinson is sitting wearing a bright velour and playing a guitar against some bad foam rubber rock up there. Yeah. Yes, you know, I, I am a musician, song, huh? have been for many, many years. Many albums it like, out.
1: It's like five records or so. How many records have you put out? Well, why aren't we listening to one? Because exactly. uh, I didn't know that until, I didn't listen, I didn't know that until, today. We'll, we'll bring him back another time and just Bill, talk about ha- his music. Bill, you have to come back and bring us your music.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's 10 solo albums out in the last 15 years, all of them are on, you know, iTunes and Amazon and yeah. CD Baby, and wherever you buy CDs these days, you can find mine, so yeah, I hope you'll check that out.
1: I've, everybody will check it out. Also, everybody should check out his website. It's BillMUMY.com, and follow him on Twitter, at BillMummy. I know we don't have a whole lot of time with you. Let's talk about the new series you got right, coming out, time. Space Command. Uh, yeah, time. working
4: on Space Command, Back in Space Again. It's uh, created by Mark Zagree, who uh, uh, is a, a well-known science fiction writer in television and, and uh, pulp. Oh, um thing? And Mark came up with this multi-generational, epic story, Uh, and I've known him for a long time. When he first wrote his, his novel, The Twilight Zone Companion, I contributed to that quite a bit many years ago, and so, uh, I'm back in space with Mira Furlan, who I worked with closely on Babylon, on Babylon five, 5 for five years, uh, and Bob Picardo from Star Trek Voyager. Uh, it's a good group of people. And,
1: and Doug Jones, it, which I've met at a convention, he's a really cool guy. and he's got Doug a- is a very good Hellboy. actor
4: and a very nice guy, and uh, we're having fun, you know. Uh, it's got um, kind of a, a slightly retro, vintage, golden age hue to the way it's being produced, which I like. You know, and it's uh, a bit of a positive spin on things. It's not all doom and gloom. So uh, fingers
1: crossed, uh, it becomes a a good thing. So when, when will it actually come out for people to see it? Do you know that yet?
4: Uh, they're still putting it together. So I would imagine it's going to debut next year.
2: Okay. Hey, Bill, you don't have to just give us a 15-minute interview. You can give us more than that, can't you? <laughs> sure you're really good you're really nice and i'm enjoying you you play ball with us you're, you're interesting and you do sound like you did when you were a kid your voice is deeper but the sa- the, the sound pattern is the same
4: you know puberty ones, I would strikes recognize. Hmm? <laughs> puberty strikes and you move on as best you can <laughs>
2: no no now i do the personal stuff you're married you said tell us a little bit about your wife and your children i'm uh,
4: married to my wonderful wife eileen for 28 years we have wow. uh, two human beings that we created together. (laughs) Our son, Seth, is uh, 24 years old and in law school right now. And our daughter, Liliana, is a very prolific voiceover artist and uh, does a lot of animation. Life is good.
2: Another question. What do you think about the salaries today actors make as opposed to the salaries when you worked?
4: Oh, no, well, when you work back then, I don't think reason. about that uh, very much. Um, if you actually wanted to go back 20 years ago, that's when it was really out of balance. I think, you know, uh, the unions have been dealing with some heavy hits in the last decade or two, and a lot of production things have decreased their, their budgets. Um, but I mean, look at it this way: a comic book costs three bucks, right? Three a bucks, a gallon know, of gas right. costs four fifty or something. And when I was a kid, a comic book cost a dime, and a gallon of gas was thirty cents. So right. everything's, right. Uh, you know, inflated and out of control and pretty weird. And uh, you know,
2: trying to be of positive Ange- about it. What'd you think of Angelina Jolie getting twenty-five million dollars for Maleficent?
4: Well, I haven't seen the film yet, but uh, the trailers look it. great, you know. And, and listen, if you can get it, get it. And if, if a corporation like Disney is going to pay some huge star that kind of money, well, they've certainly got the deep pockets to dish it out from. So
6: That's right. good for yeah. her. Freak, and I'm sure she out.
4: does good things with her money, you know. I know she, she does. You know, she does. Very, I, she's I know very her. involved in trying to keep mm-hmm.
1: the world uh, on balance. And, no, she's fantastic. Yeah. We love her. She I, was... I know
2: her personally because I lived on... Um, street? She lived on Roxbury, and I lived on Spaulding. And my daughter Deirdre went to school with her. And Angie oh, used to play. Yeah, very Angie cool.
4: Would... I spent many, many, many years on Roxbury at 1019 at Rosemary Clooney's house. Spent every Christmas Eve there.
2: Oh, okay. cool. Well, you know, Angie's house was the pink one on the left across the street from the little school, the little play yard, whatever that was, the after daycare center. And uh, Angie then, as a child... Was a very caring person. She always looked sad, and she always had something to say about what was going on in the world. As a young girl, um, I'm proud of her. I love her to death. Uh, she's uh, a brilliant actress.
1: I have to cut in for a minute. Yes. Okay. So, so Bill, uh, Dean K. Piper, he owns the radio station that we're on, and they actually just called me and said that he wants to come on and like say something. So, which I've never had happen ever in my five years. Uh, so, like, he almost really like wow. dig you. So, Dean, if you're there, you can come on now and say hello. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's true, right, Jimmy? I've never hey, done that for one of your guests.
1: Hi, Dean. He also, he how also are you? He wants you to do a station drop for him, so that shows you how big you are because I had Lance Bass and all these other famous people. He didn't ask for them, but he nope. wants you to do a station drop, so that's pretty big. There you go.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't Happy do it do for it. free.
1: I'd ask for <laughs> listen, yeah, I'll take listen, a fee.
0: Tw- it cost you $25 million, Dean. All right, no problem. <laughs> as long as I can fire Ron as a co host of this show. <laughs> <laughs> we have an old saying in Brooklyn. Don't let me say it on the radio.
2: (laughs) And it ain't Merry Christmas, baby.
0: So I didn't want to take up much time in the interview, but I just wanted to say that Lost in Space was like one of my favorite TV shows as a kid. And the movie, I was not impressed because I thought you guys were much better in the TV show. I agree.
4: Well, thank I agree. You. you. know, I never had a bad day working on Lost in Space as a kid. I looked forward to it. Uh, my family lived less than a mile from the studio. I used to ride my purple Schwinn Stingray to the set, which <laughs> I'm, I still have. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. We all had a great time working on that show. And it's interesting because, you know, what counts as a season of television in today's world is maybe seven or... 10 or 13 episodes of a show and exactly. of course back when we were doing lost in space you know we did 30 episodes a season so
6: mm-hmm. yeah, in essence
4: great, we only did three seasons but in today's world that would have you know equaled like six or seven Years. Yeah. so what did
1: you that's think true. of the remake that they did in 19 like in the late 90s did you see it
4: i did see it uh you know i i, I that doesn't do me any good to to be critical of something that's come and gone but i think that if they had given me 80 million dollars i probably could have made a better movie <laughs> <laughs>
2: 250 million you've done it's nude
0: i just <laughs> i just really think that all the special effects and everything they did took away from the actual what the show was like and i i kind of think the effects and everything from back then were better, even though I'm a special effects type of person, but I think they didn't do the movie justice by making it the way they did.
4: Well, they did the best they could, but uh, it didn't resonate with me that well. But, you know, in terms of Lost in Space, it was the most expensive television series ever produced during its time, and the money that went into things like the Jupiter two ship, the chariot, you know, all-terrain vehicle, the Mm. robot, Uh, you know, those props hold up really well. They look great. And when you're standing two inches away from them, they still look great. And of course, we had music, you know, our music was composed by John Williams, and it was the very beginning of his career, and he was really um, turning out some fantastic themes. So um, we had a lot of good things going for us. There was a good was chemistry really... within the cast, and uh, it, was a, it was a very brief period, you know, the mid-60s, what a tumultuous decade, and, and how things changed so quickly. Um, uh, it, was, it was an interesting time to be part of pop culture
2: absolutely and the music definitely was out of spacey it sort of pulled you out with that (laughs) you know it really worked with the show before you got in the mood before the show began it was one of my favorite shows also and my mother loved it i remember my mother would never miss it and she was old so it was a show for every age yeah
1: danger danger will robinson i used to love that oh (laughs) yeah that's my that's my favorite before I love the robot. So what do you want him to say for you, Dean? You can ask him yourself.
0: I'd just say, uh, you know, he could say who he is, and you're l- listening to my favorite internet radio station, W4CY Radio. If he wants to throw in Jimmy Starr, we can do that too. Let's let, throw out Ron. <laughs>
4: let, Ron let, my Ross pleasure. W, did you say that was WCY?
0: W4CY.
4: W4CY. W-4-C-Y. Hi, this is Bill Mooney, and you're listening to my favorite internet radio station, W4CY, home of the Jimmy Star Show.
0: That was good. Perfect. 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 Love it. What well, do you Everyone think, showbiz?
1: that freaking was awesome
2: with with Ron Russell for the 10th time also by the
1: way like everybody in the chat room is like loving this and they're all saying how you're really good on Facebook like that they like the fact that you interact with people on Facebook and somebody in the chat room would like to know what's your favorite thing in the refrigerator which is a really weird question but I I thought I would ask it anyway
4: my favorite thing in the refrigerator Uh, well I'll just say food you know a, a, a nice cold beer
1: there you go. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that actually came from England, by the way. <laughs> oh, and, that's you know,
4: cool. And I, I appreciate that Facebook uh, statement because it, it is an experiment, you know. I've actually melded my personal life and my personal friends with fans. So there's about 15,000 people that are on my Facebook page. I guess you have 5,000 friends, and then I've got like ten or 11,000 so-called followers. But they all kind of intermingle with each other, and it's uh, mostly a good thing. It's kind of... Uh, it's weird, but it's cool.
1: I think it's fabulous, and I think th- I think that helps. And that's probably why you know everybody supports you in all the projects and stuff. You've got a fan base that follows you from project to project because you're, you know, you're you're not so f- so far away that you're not accessible for the fans to talk to you. Which I everybody should also like follow you on Twitter at Bill Mummy, Mummy, Mummy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and, and not to blow smoke up your R's, but you are a damn good guest. That's why I asked you to stay on. You're warm. You're caring. You you play with us. You're good. And you must be a wonderful person to know in person as well as that. Well, now. thank you kindly. That's no, it's nice. true. Otherwise, I wouldn't ask you to be on. I said to Jimmy, get rid of him. <laughs> He's a bore. You know, we don't, we don't like commercials. We're a talk show and a conversation show. We don't like it when some guests come on. All they want to do is talk about their shit and their everything. And we don't get anything out of them. You're good. You give us a feeling of knowing you now. Just do me the favor and call that whats a face I'm old. I'm a very old man. You have to understand that I've been doing this. Well, you're
4: probably not quite as old as June. Today's her 89th birthday.
2: You're kidding. No. 89. Wow, that's awesome. That's like my Jane Russell was 89 when she passed away. Holy shit, 89 already? Yeah, 1921 she was born. She has to be. That's awesome. Older, older than the eight. No, that, that, yeah, 89. she's eighty-nine. Oh, That's please tell her to come she tells on. me. <laughs> That's what she tells you. Tell her, tell her who I've interviewed, the, the biggest of Hollywood, the celebrities. Okay, that she okay, knows.
1: I'll I'll get in touch with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to. Jimmy, can I ask him a question? <laughs> Fuck off.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Oh, I said that. Now, iHeartRadio is going to have a fit.
2: <laughs> I use the f word. Excuse
1: me. There you go. So like, how do you like being a, like a rock star as a band? Do you do, you do everything as a solo, or are you a, is it a band name, or is it just Bill Mooney? Uh, my solo records are,
4: are under Bill Mooney, and during the 80s and 90s I released uh, eight albums with my band, which was Barnes & Barnes, which brought you such novelty, quirky rock things as Fish Heads. Um, I work with America, and uh, I'm in the studio right now uh, as part of a new group, Band effort with uh, Vicki Peterson from the Bangles, John Cowsill from the Beach Boys and the Cowsills, and uh, Rick the bass player Rosas from uh, Buffalo Springfield, and Neil Young and Joe oh, Walsh. You're a a new company. group.
1: Actually, too, like if you got—I mean, if the music is good and you like looking for people to put it out, we're sponsored by the Spectrum Music Group, which is like the largest indie record label in the world. I actually run the urban hip hop division, um, but we have a rock division. We have like Lou Graham, and we have all kinds of Paul Young, all kinds of like people from the '80s and '90s. And uh, we are the largest indie record label in the world. So, um, if you're looking for ways to get stuff out, we're the ones who do it. And I—that's very
4: good to know. I should. uh talk to you about that uh, when we've completed yes,
1: the album. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
4: my records, the solo records are out on a label out of San Francisco called GRA, Global Recording Artists. And there's seven videos up on YouTube from my last album, uh, which came out in November which is called Illuminations and I'm quite proud I'm going to go Richard.
1: check I'm going to check that all out and then I'll tweet to you uh, like an email where you can like get in touch with me because actually now, now I just realized that we we set this interview up through Clint from October Coast and Publishing thank you by the way so I don't I have your phone number but like I'll get any, I'll send you an email and you can send me an email with information and we can stay in touch and I'm also
2: great. I'm also with Spectrum Music Group I spend the money Jimmy makes <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad gig if you can get it. Oh, I got it. Believe me, we're married. <laughs> we got married in New York. How long ago, Jimmy? In October. October, we got married legally.
4: Our anniversary is in October, October 9th.
1: Ours is the 15th, so First, you're a little bit before us. Right.
4: Well, congratulations. Thank
1: C- you. And congratulations, congratulations to you, to your too. <laughs> t- in Hollywood, a
2: 28-year-old marriage is like a 100-year marriage year marriage.
4: Yep, we're still going
2: strong. What did your wife do before she met you?
4: Uh, my wife originally was an actress, and then she ran the uh, pregnancy and uh, recovery exercise program for Jane Fonda's workout for many, many years and was a oh, labor cool. coach and coached a lot of births. And uh, now she's a, a preschool teacher.
2: Good for her. Now, is that when Jane was on Robertson Boulevard? Yes,
4: Robertson oh. and also in Encino. Yeah.
2: Okay, sure. I know. I know Jane and I know the, the thing. What was your wife's name?
4: My wife's name is Eileen. What was your <laughs> name? No, I mean, no, no, no,
2: no, no. She's still living, right? I don't mean as if she passed away. It stage was
4: Eileen name. Davis, and now it's Eileen Moomy.
2: Right. No, I meant her stage name was because. Oh, my, uh,
4: Davis, Eileen Davis. Yeah, you know, she is did a lot of theater in New York. She did some soap operas. She did a few guest shots on TV.
2: I uh, bet if I saw her, picture, I know who she is. I know everybody Maybe. in this business. I'm like a, like a Yenta Snoop. <laughs> I'm an Italian. I'm an Italian Do you like that? But I've been around a long time, my friend. I've been in this. I was with Universal for years. I did 17 weeks with Universal on a show. I'm, I'm in a movie right now that I hate. What, I, what, what movie I, what is I, that? What? what?
4: What movie is, is that? that?
3: <laughs> he doesn't want to say.
2: Kroker. I play a mean cop from Brooklyn who terrorizes everybody. And unfortunately, I watched the movie and saw my performance. I think I overacted. I think I, I was not. I was too strong for the cast. I think it was not good. I'm sorry to hear
4: that, but, you know, they can't all be gems, right? There's a dud every once in a while.
2: How do you feel about that when you act? Do you watch yourself?
4: Uh, I I, I don't have an iron rule not to. Uh, I I don't sit around and run videotapes of old shows, but... um, (laughs)
6: Uh, It it, it
4: really depends. I mean, you know, I'll be channel surfing and I'll see a Twilight Zone that I did as a little kid or something and I'll go, wow, that held up really well. Those are great, you know, proud to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And then I might see something a little more recent that uh, (laughs) doesn't quite resonate as well. But, you know, I, I, I tend to be somewhat comfortable with what I put in the can.
2: Yeah, I'm comfortable with most of my work, especially my TV show out west, because I was unfiltered and uncensored, and I asked questions that nobody dared. Like when Jane Russell was on, I said, what size Brazil were you in 1940? And she said a 36B, and I said, and for that, they made such a big deal. You know, Pamela Anderson today is a 38 triple D. So we talked about her abortion, we talked about her alcoholism. Cliff Robertson, we talked about Joan Crawford trying to have an affair with him. Um, Tony Curtis we talked about his being bisexual so we really had an interestingly good show and I'm gonna be back so I'm definitely gonna have you on because you're a good talker
1: thank you Actually, we'll have, everybody in the chat room like loves you too, and so I do too. I like you a lot, really a lot. I just tweeted. I, I just tweeted an email address to you, and and just to let you know, anytime you tweet something, if you want it to go to a lot of people, um, if you put at Dr. Jimmy Starr at the end of it, I'll retweet it for you. I have over eight hundred thousand followers, and so um, like anything, time you want anything to get out, let me know, and I'll I'll put it out there all over the place. And I'll put well, it on. Thank my you kindly. Facebook. Appreciate that. And I'll, uh, I'll put it on my Facebook
2: page because I have over sixteen thousand viewers a week on my Facebook page.
1: Yeah, there cool. we go so, so we'll, everybody check it out we'll it's push at, your goodies we'll push you big time when Space Command when you know Space Command is for sure uh, uh, ready to air and everybody can see mm-hmm. it we'll have you come back and we can promote it and I'll uh, contact Doug Jones since I kind of know him and some of the other people maybe we can do like a cast show and get everybody to come on and push the show uh, we want everybody to follow you on Twitter at Bill Moomy, and go to BillMoomy.com Bill and that's B-I-L-L-M-U-M-Y.com we want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for setting the interview up I want to congratulate you on just what an awesome career that you have and continue to have, and, and just thank you so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And I thanks guys, ev- it's been
2: fun. I agree with everything Jimmy said plus more. Please, Bill, come back. Have a good life. God bless. Yeah, thanks guys, so much. Have it, a good one. Okay, bye. Bye. bye 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 buddy. That was awesome. nice. What a nice guy. See, these are the people I love to interview. Friendly, warm, open, funny. He knows how to
1: do a conversation. He was just cool. He's I want to hear nice his. Mu- I actually want to hear his music. Chad, what'd you think? He was cool, right? I guess Dean liked it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I said, he, I don't know. I said, we got the guy from uh, Lost in Space. He's like, you got Bill, mummy. <laughs> he
2: got <laughs> he up from his desk. We should have lunch with him when we go to L.A. Absolutely. See, that's why I want to live in Palm Springs half the year instead of Florida. Florida, there's nobody down there but corpses. At least Palm Springs, we have all the movie stars to see.
1: When he'll contact me, we'll get some music from him. And like, he's doing an album with some big people. Maybe we could put it out. Either way, he was just a cool guest. Mm -hmm. And like, how cool is he? You know, like, literally, I went on IMDb. He's got stuff, everything. He's he's been working since he's seven. By God, he knows everybody in the business. Like, the last 50 years, he's actually been working the whole time. So that's good for him. Tell Dean
2: when we do get a winter residence in Palm Springs, we're going to do the studio from Palm Springs. So he'll have another thing to brag about. (laughs) that that Palm Springs has joined his, you know... What are you spitting out of your mouth? Are you there? Is that Dean? No. You're starting to sound like Dean. You better keep away from him.
0: I'm telling you. That is Dean. That is Dean. (laughs) I
2: I didn't know you were eavesdropping. I told Chad to keep away from you. You're starting to sound like Dean. God forbid. No, seriously, Dean. We're (coughs) going to come out of L.A. and Palm Springs. So we're going to bring in a lot of the old-timers and the new-timers. Of course, I know a lot of people... And Palm Springs, everybody is there in the winter, so it's easy to run into
0: them.
1: Dean, that was a cool interview, though, right?
0: Oh, yeah. He was totally cool. And, yeah, I was like, Chad said something. That was one of my favorite shows. And I wasn't shitting when I told him. I did not like the movie. I mean, if I didn't know the TV show, the movie would have been okay. But comparing it to a TV show, just, you know... Well, what it, was wrong with the movie? I never saw it. It was just all special I have it. effects. It's okay. It was like just all che- special cheesy, effects. Cheesy, cheesy, and corny. That, no, the, just the opposite. It was all special effects. I kind of like much the CGI. Che- I kind of like the cheesiness of the old school, you know, TV shows. Television, yeah. you know, a, where it was, it was more real and not like uh, all this, you know. And I like C- special CGI
2: effects. all over the place.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it, Too much is no good. It's just like like
0: one of my favorite shows also when I was a kid was Land of the Lost, and I hated the movie. Yeah,
1: the movie was terrible. I loved Land of the Lost, too. And how
0: did they, why would they change the storyline, too? Like, they made them, Holly and Will, brother and sister. I mean, that made no sense. I mean, not brother and sister, brother brother and girl, I mean, girlfriend, boyfriend. They were brother and sister when they were in the TV show. It's kind of incestuous, if you ask me.
2: Well, that's why they did it because back then you couldn't have two kids the same age so intimate. In the newer movie, they made them lovers because everybody's degenerate today.
0: I and <laughs> I, I wanted to ask him, but I wasn't going to do it on your show. But I was going—I wanted to ask him to be funny. Like, uh, did you want to bang Penny because she was pretty hot?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, his wife may have been listening. He's married 28 years. Don't make trouble. Yeah. Well, what was
0: he like? 10 years old uh, when he. he, he yeah, he was ten when that came out. Right, so so you know,
2: sh- stopping her at fourteen.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I wanted ba- the ba- right. I wanted to bang penny when I was a kid.
2: Well, you would uh, bang anything with a hole. Uh
3: oh, here we go. <laughs>
0: Even Swiss cheese. It, de- Get it, de- it depends on the hole. Even your type Swiss of hole.
3: Swiss cheese. He would screw Swiss tw- cheese.
2: Tw- tw- depends tw- 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 on the <laughs>
0: hole, not your type of hole, drawn.
3: Well,
2: thank you very much because I'm not interested in what you got to plug with either. So at least we found something we agree on. If if you if I if there was you were the last gay man in the
0: world, I'd go straight. Well, that would make well, the world was... a better place.
1: You said that would make a world a better place. Uh, <laughs> you, if you were here, I'd smack you,
2: but I can't. Listen, don't you miss me, Dean? I was in the studio last week. We had such a good time. I when, miss when you when like I, my I,
0: herpes breakout. <laughs>
2: Wait, stop like it. <laughs> breakout. Wait a minute. When we're not joshing each other, we really get along well. Folks that are listening, Gene and I really have a good rapport. We're good friends, and I do love the son of a bitch, even though he's nuts. But I enjoy Dean. We sat in his office where he sat on the chair higher than I, so he
1: had the power. You liked it though. You li- you liked last week because he- you guys got to talk about your creamy bush. Oh, <laughs> he's not going to
2: leave me alone with that crap. But anyway, you know he si- he sits very high to you behind his desk. That's like a power play. So when the stars come in, they feel like okay we're lucky we're signing a contract for like no money and we're being robbed
0: but we'll sign it anyway (laughs) (laughs) you know it hey you you should consider
2: yourself so privileged are you you ever going back to california
0: well actually i gotta fly out there in july because i just made a deal yesterday and we are opening studios in burbank and in orange county and we're open and the orange county studios are going to be tv studios too
2: there you go. Well, aren't you happy the way I segued you into that?
0: Oh, you, you're brilliant, Ron, when you're not speaking.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much. You n- 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 <laughs> uh, I ahead. just segued you into the commercial of your studios. And all right. You're,
1: you're not even All right. Grateful. We're going to say goodbye to Dean because I got to do a thank you to our syndicates. Okay, good off the that was air. Good, that was was good fight. He's the first one anyway. But we want to thank our syndicates. First off, our Saturday. home station, the most fabulous station ever W4CY Radio, with the best. Best engineer on the planet, Mr. Chad Murphy. Thank you very And much. The best co-host, Ron Russell. What and you well, do. you're you're on it for all of them. Then we <laughs> want to thank W R O M Radio in Detroit. Planet Radio Network in L.A., New York, Ontario, and London. Monster FM Radio in New York City. WBAD.net in Washington, D.C. Jackalope Radio in Kansas City. we are also got the 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska. And you can hear us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Radio.
2: And now, Jimmy and I are going into the car. We're going into Center City, Philadelphia to a great big party that we'll tell you all about next week. Actually, we got another minute. Oh, I shouldn't have rushed that one. <laughs> So can I do it over again? Yeah. Okay. Take now, two. <laughs> take, take Jimmy two.
1: and I are. Okay, that's good. That's, terrible. that's terrible. That's
2: that terrible. That's terrible. Slow it down. Anyway, it's supposed to be a great party. It's an invite only. All big shots are going to be there in the music world. So I'm excited to meet. No, you. TV world, not music. I thought we really
1: want your music. <laughs> no, it's a TV show. Oh, better still. So everybody, oh, what's oh, up? Boy. Follow our <laughs> guest today at Bill Mumy at gene one Brassard, at Dr. Jimmy Starr, at Ron Russell Show, at Lady Lake Music, at Irish Ginger Official, um, uh, at W4CY Radio. Next week we've got a great comedian coming on, and I also think we're going to have Bella Blue, who's the, the singer with Lance Bass on that song that's a huge hit on the radio right now. Chad, we want to thank you for... Uh, being a great engineer and co-host on the show, and what else? And Dean, please don't come on again. <laughs> <But> no, <laughs>
2: seriously, I want to wish a very, very special happy birthday to Bree Wilson. I love you, sweetheart. And June Lockhart from Lost in Space. Yes, and there we is. hope she comes on our show. She should be fascinating. She knows all the Hollywood that I did on my TV show, all the great stars, besides being a fabulous actress and her dad, Gene Lockhart, being a super duper. Uh, actor. And everybody
1: Kyle. in the chat room, thank you so much. Chad, thank you so much. Dean, thank you so much. Everybody have a great weekend. We're about ready to go, right, Chad? Later, fellas. Bye. Okay. Bye, right, everybody. See you next week.
6: Jimmy, Jimmy,
8: Jimmy. Can't you see? Sometimes your clothes just hypnotize me. We'll take you out to Jimmy's stars. He'll dress you right. Y'all feel like a star. He'll hook you up.